This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered and... um been quite the 24 hours. Typically, I come in on Fridays and think to myself, this is going to be a slow news day. And by last night, I was like, well, got the whole show planned for tomorrow already because of all of the craziness of, I think, the span of like four hours. So Tucker Carlson dropped a two hour interview with Vladimir Putin on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, We might have just seen the last press conference of Joe Biden's presidency lifetime. I don't know. After the shocking DOJ report on his classified documents case was released, which, as a reminder, determined no charges should be filed against Joe Biden for the mishandling of his classified documents. Now, to be clear, they did admit that he willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen, which I'm pretty sure is a crime. And certainly they're hitting Donald Trump for far less because he was president. But in this case, magically, prosecutors concluded that no criminal charges are warranted in the matter. Now, I obviously could go on for hours about the hypocrisy of an unprecedented raid on Mar-a-Lago and the rabidness of the left to throw Trump in jail for the very same thing. But I think that that's completely obvious to anyone paying attention, especially you. If you are watching this program, you, you know that you already get it. I don't even have to go there. But the sprinkling of breadcrumbs that they put in that report and then the disastrous press conference that ensued mere hours. Hours later, like mind blowing that you have Joe Biden hours after his very own DOJ released findings that, quote, Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter in 2017, with whom he shared classified materials and in his interview with our office in 2023. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Also, according to the report, recordings from when Biden was interviewed by the ghostwriter in 2017 showed that even then he was struggling to remember events. This is from the report itself. He was struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries and that he showed signs of diminished faculties and faulty memory. Now, remember, they are releasing this report They know this is released to be public at a time when 76% of the country are already concerned about Joe Biden's cognitive health and whether he's going to, you know, like collapse at any given moment. Every time we see him on TV, the majority of America is like, is this guy going to die right in front of us? So at that same time, what did the White House decide to do? Their brilliant idea 
of damage control from this report that basically confirmed what all of America is seeing is to trot this elderly man with a poor memory up on stage. Mind you, just days Days after he had back-to-back speeches in which he recalled having conversations with dead people. This is not a good time for, this is not a good season for Joe Biden right now. He is recalling conversations with people who died like 40 years ago and saying he just spoke with them recently, just days ago. Incomprehensibly, this team decided now, now would be the good time to keep Grandpa Joe up way past his bedtime to create even more questions about his capabilities. Now, I want to play some of these horrifying moments. But um, first, earlier in the day, just yesterday, again, his team had to know where he was cognitively at this point in the game because just earlier in the day yesterday, Joe Biden had yet again another embarrassing gaffe. When I said, when I we pushed all these programs, I said, I'm going to be a president for everybody, whether you live in a red state or a green state. A, a red state or a green state? A red state or a green state? I don't, I am, I don't know what green state is. I am fairly confident that he meant blue. And now he's saying red states are green states. So things are going really great. And of course, they got worse from there as the day went on, because during the press conference, Joe Biden was asked if he took responsibility for the mishandling of these classified documents. And let's just say the answer was no. Watch. You take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material. I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. Oh my God. It goes in and points out. Things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were moved, were moved not by me, but my staff, mm. but my staff. Mm. Mm. I take responsibility for not knowing what my staff was doing is the equivalent of like your uh, spouse or partner being like, I'm sorry you feel that way. No accountability, no responsibility whatsoever. And then it got worse from there. Somehow it just it just this is I'm going to take you through this journey where things just keep getting worse. So buckle up and get ready. Um, He flat out denied the report's findings that he shared classified information with his ghostwriter, a ghostwriter who, by the way, is somehow escaping charges of obstruction, even though that very ghostwriter admitted to DOJ investigators that he deleted audio files of, quote, significant evidentiary value, end quote, while he was aware the investigation was taking place. That ghostwriter, Joe Biden's just like, I didn't share classified information with him. Watch. I share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. No, he did did. not say that. Okay. He did not say that. But Mr. President, let me answer your question. My. The fact of the matter is what I didn't want repeated. I didn't want him to know and I didn't read it to him. Was I had written a long memorandum to President Obama. Why we should not be in in Afghanistan. And I was of multiple pages. And so what I was referring to, I said classified, I should have said it was should be private because Mm. it was a contact between the president and the vice president Mm. as to what was going on. That's what he's referring to. It was not classified information in that document. Mm. All right. Wow. I have much confidence in what he's saying because it's like, I don't know. Who do you trust? 
a special counsel brought in to be objective or a doddering old man who we've seen the last three years doesn't know what day it is, doesn't know where he's at at any given moment, uh, doesn't in some cases know which world leader he's even talking about. And that, of course, occurred again last night during this press conference when Joe referred to the Egyptian president, El Sisi, as the president of Mexico. Watch. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. Wait, is there like a magic portal? There's a gate from Mexico to Gaza? And I never we never knew this. I think I don't I don't know. I think Joe Biden was onto something. I think this is one of these uh, lizard people secrets that he didn't mean to let out. And now we know there is a secret gate portal between Mexico and Egypt. And look, when you come out here at a press conference like this and you know this damning report has just been released again not so damning that you're going to see any charges but so damning that the american people who already don't have confidence in your ability to lead them are now seeing your very own department of justice come out and agree with them you would think that his team would have prepared him they would have anticipated direct questions on his competence and his memory. But, you know, those exchanges, I would not say went well either. Here's some of those. How bad is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. <laughs> what? That's, uh, that's, you that's what your memory about. has gotten worse, Mr. No, president? No, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. Oh, None of you thought we I could have. pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? Uh, you know, I guess I just forgot what was going for on. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American oh, people have been watching and they have expressed <laughs> concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. To public that is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns mm. about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why? What why? Is your I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. <laughs> Literally, this 110-year-old man just stood up there uh, looking, by the way, like he's about to collapse, fall over at any moment, and told this lady, I am the most qualified person in the country to be president right now. Like... I honestly am laughing so I don't cry. Um, and look, I get it that when you are Joe Biden's team, it's a lot. Like, I think Karine Jean-Pierre is a horrible press secretary, but her job must be really hard. Uh, Ian Sams, uh, his spokesman, the White House spokesman, his job is real. I get it. His job is really hard. OK, it's really hard to defend what we are watching and seeing for our very eyes and try to be like, what are you? Nothing's wrong. 
He's fine. I spent time with the president and he's like the, the most, the most, uh, uh, like he's so like, he's got his wits about him. He's, he's vigorous. That's what I was looking for. Vigorous. He's got so much vigor. I don't know anyone who's got more vigor. Look at him. Just look at him. He's falling. He's falling upstairs. He's falling downstairs. He's falling off bicycles. He is vigorous. Okay. So I get it that their jobs are difficult to begin with, but epic amounts of gaslighting happened uh, last night within the Biden White House trying to be like, I don't, there is no problem at all. Now the DOJ is apparently the bad guy. So Ian Sams uh, posted on X. He said, everyone should look at page 384. The inappropriate criticisms of the president's memory are inaccurate, gratuitous, and wrong. We told the special counsel this, which I personally love. I love that he's like, we told the special... Why didn't they? Li- why didn't the special counsel who was brought in to actually investigate? Why didn't they just listen to us? We do, we shared our opinion with them. Why didn't they just take our word for it? Why did they actually investigate it instead? We told them this was actually the case, and that's why they're wrong. So within this press statement that the White House released, uh, they said. We have been selective in the choice of issues for your consideration. We believe that each one presented below merits your careful review before finalizing your report. We do not believe that the report's treatment of President Biden's memory is accurate or appropriate. The report uses highly prejudicial language to describe a commonplace occurrence among witnesses, a lack of recall of years old events. Such comments have no place in a Department of Justice report particularly one that in the first paragraph announces that no criminal charges are warranted and that the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt. If evidence does not establish guilt, then discussing the jury impact of President Biden's hypothetical testimony at a trial that will never occur is entirely superfluous. So it's interesting, too, because they say such comments uh, have no place here because a lack of recall of years old events is common among witnesses. Really? The year your son died? The year you were vice president? I mean, they're trying to play down years that really should be important to someone, but you would expect no less from the White House. They also went on to say, in fact, there is ample evidence from your interview that the president did well in answering your questions about years old old events over the course of five hours. Oh, no, not five whole hours. This 110-year-old man who's barely alive, he, that five hours is a lot. That's like the, his whole wake time. So five hours, that's a long time. They say this is especially true under the circumstances, which you do not mention in your report, that his interview began the day after the October 7th attacks on Israel. Oh, okay. So they say in the lead up to the interview, the president was conducting calls with the heads of state, cabinet members, members of Congress and meeting repeatedly with his national security team. So now it is he didn't do anything wrong. He's no different than any of of your other witnesses. But also, even if he were, it was because he was really busy after the October 7th attack. So which one is it, Ian? Which one is it, Kareen? Which one is it? I, again, I get it. I get it. It's hard to, to do your job right now. I don't envy your job, but I'm just saying the American people are not buying this. And now the question I have, I said this yesterday, are these just breadcrumbs that the DOJ is leaving out knowing what has to happen next for them to achieve their goal, which is Joe Biden getting pushed out? 
I, I just I don't see any other way. So when we come back, I want to bring on uh, I want to bring on someone who I trust to help me navigate that. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Preborn. So Preborn, if you guys don't know, uh, you're not familiar with Preborn, let me introduce you to one of my favorite organizations that I work with. They have a network of clinics who go do God's work over by these, you know, Planned Parenthoods and abortion uh, facilities. They go and they often put their, their, these clinics are like right next to those places. And what Preborn is going to do is they're going to welcome these women in to find out the truth that the left is not telling them. The left is lying to them and telling them it's just a clump of cells in your body. Don't worry about it. We can just vacuum that out. It's no problem. You're also not going to be emotionally traumatized about it later. They're lying to these women. And when Preborn's network of clinics show these women the truth, which is obviously what you and I know. This is a baby inside you. This is your baby. God entrusted you to raise this baby. Well, you can't, you can't abort it. You shouldn't do that. Well, they are double. They're twice as likely to choose life when they see that ultrasound, when they see that they hear the heartbeat on the machine. They're like, it's life-changing. Those of you who are parents, you know that. It's life-changing. And not only does preborn do that, they, they are saving babies. And a lot of them, by the way, uh, they also are going to financially support the women and babies up until two years of life, which is something I constantly hear from the left. They're like, yeah, you want to save the babies, but you don't want to help support them. Preborn is. Okay, so um, $28 is the cost of an ultrasound. $28 could be the life or death between uh, with with these babies. So your $28 could go to saving a baby's life. I would encourage you guys to give what you can over at preborn.com slash Sarah. That is preborn.com slash Sarah. Joining me to discuss what the hell we just witnessed and what the hell is going on is my friend Steve Dace, of course, host of The Steve Dace Show, which you can find right here on Belize TV and also wherever you get your podcast. Steve, um, I, I love the shirt choice today. I think it's very appropriate. Um, I, yes. I can't. I can't help but think this is every move within the deep state is intentional, and it sure feels like the release of the report, what was in the report, and p- putting him on stage in that disastrous press conference yesterday, kind of shows maybe they're just done with Joe Biden. I think. Well, first of all, congrats on the new show, Sarah. Thank I want to make you. sure I get that in. Thank you. But. Um, you're very welcome and it's very well deserved. I I think we need to be hoping that is the case. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 what's, what's a scarier proposition than you use the, the term you use there, deep state. What's a scarier proposition than a, a hidden cabal of elites that are actually in charge uh, despite, um, the, the will of the people to me, the scarier scenario than that, is no one is in charge. Mm. That's the scarier scenario, okay? I, I, to quote Heath Ledger's Joker, to paraphrase him, people put up with a lot of craziness if they think it's part of the plan. But if they find out there's no plan, that's when people lose their bowels. That's when they lose their stuff, okay? Yeah. So I, I kind of think we're hoping, in a way, 
that what went on last night, which was putting him on way past. I mean, this is a president that's calling lids at like one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, routinely, it's just, it, it, I know it sounds funny, but he is. Yeah, he is. And, and, and this is, this is way after putting time and everything else. And to put him out there, um, where you're, you didn't have an entire day to prep him, get the right supplements in him, get the Adderall drip going. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, you feel because of the result of this report yesterday afternoon that you've got to act, you've got to push back on this and to put him out there kind of spur of the moment in a national setting and, and, and to have that meltdown that, you know, if you do what you and I do for a living or, or consume shows like ours, you've seen this content a lot the last few years. I would imagine there were elements of normie America that have probably not seen a lot of this that saw it last night. And and so to, to advertise that as well to every enemy of the United States that we have, yeah. um, it, to me, we're hoping that they're saying they're done with him because the alternative of, oh my gosh, they're not, no one's in charge. They're not really in charge. They're just this bad at this. To me, that's even scarier. That is a great point because, I mean, we see all of the uh, DEI diversity hires that they have brought into the administration and how incompetent they are. And I've often asked myself, like, how is it possible? I understand that, you know, my assumption is that there's someone at the top, if you want to argue that it's Obama or whomever, that's pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But if that's the case, why are they hiring such incompetent people around Joe Biden. Why would they be doing that? Mm-hmm. Because you would like to believe that the people at the top do know what they're doing. So to your point, it yeah, that might be the case. We might not have anyone in charge. And then factor in if this does cause Joe Biden to be removed, which people, lawmakers, both on the left and the right are calling for, then we get President Kamala Harris. I know. I I, that, I want to cry. I, mean, I want to cry and also throw something at the same time. It is. These are legit. I mean, I, I couldn't even bring myself this morning to come up with a snarky meme. I mean, this is <laughs> this is real stuff. I yeah. mean, we have, you know, our, we've got our first grandkid coming in a few weeks. We're all very excited about this. And yesterday in America, on the same day, on the same day, as you just pointed out to your audience, the Supreme Court held arguments about whether we can just take people off the ballot because I don't like them. That's the argument. I I don't like that guy. Okay. Uh, Well, okay. Uh, That's the argument, I guess. Um, Then, then we, we learn of a thing called the Aloha clause, um, which was invoked by a state Supreme court to just, you know, ignore the constitution. And then we had the, the, the Biden department of justice. Cause remember that's what a special counsel, they are an employee of the department of justice. He speaks for the department of justice saying that the president is too feeble and senile to be held accountable for his actions. And then for the white house to respond um, with a def- in the hopes of a, you know, a, a defiant spontaneous press conference that sadly only just demonstrates that the president is really too senile and feeble to be held accountable for his actions I mean, that's that was that happened in one day, Sarah, one day. We are in some serious trouble here. And it's I'd like to point out uh, the date. What is it? February 9th, February 10th of 2024. Mm -hmm. The election is not until November. And you're just describing what happened in 270 days away. (laughs) You're just describing what happened in just a mere 24 hours. Um, I, I, I get that there's a lot of 
uh, moving parts here because we are in such an unprecedented time and we don't know what's going to happen with all of Donald Trump's cases. We also now don't know what's going to happen with Joe Biden. Uh, is is there going to be a Gavin Newsom or a Michelle Obama or something in the final hour that comes down the line to save the day? I don't know because I still can't fathom how they bypass President Kamala Harris when they have been claiming for the last, what, 10 years now that the uh, the color of someone's skin and their gender is the most important thing and we need to defer to these Mm -hmm. black women. Um, How, what's your prediction on what happens next? I think you just saw Joe Biden's last press conference and whether that means that he is removed or we just don't see him yeah. Um, do these anymore? Um, I, but I, I, I can't imagine that they will do that again. Um, but what? But why do they? I mean, why, would, why could they possibly fathom doing it in the first place? That's what I don't get. That's what I, I agree. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it either. And 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 that's why we're hoping. Back to what we were saying a minute ago. We're hoping that whoever is in control here is trying to push him out yeah. and basically say, hey, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. I mean, we're sitting here again. It's February 9th when you and I are having this conversation. He, he's a minus 15 unfavorable right mm-hmm. now. That's where his favorables are minus 15 in the real clear politics polling average right now. Um, he can't articulate a cogent thought. I mean, I, I have a hard time. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've said that a lot the last few years. I have a hard time believing we're going to do this. And then we did it. <laughs> but but that last night seemed to me that that broke through kind of the partisan realm where you and I live, where, you know, in, on shows like what you and I do, we fire back on, on the stuff that their shows, you know, do, and they fire back at us. Like it, like it seems like that, because they wanted it to, they, they met, they scheduled that and made it nationally televised because the intent was to instill confidence in the American people that no, this report is wrong. He's in total control and, and anything but that actually occurred. I, I think that there can be events and I think you see this with what with what happened with Colorado. It's very clear with with the Trump cases, what Jack Smith and 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 the and the you know intelligence community, deep state assets that pretend to be contributors on MSNBC and CNN. They had this very well crafted plan and message. They knew what they were going to do. They had this whole thing plotted out. They were going to do this frog in the boiling water water style, so that little by little, when the day came, they arrested Donald Trump. It wouldn't freak out normie America because they were being conditioned little by little. And then the state of Colorado. Colorado kind of just jumps out on its own, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't control these leftists. Uh, no, no, we got to ban them right now without any evidence, no due process. And that's where you saw the Supreme Court come in and say, okay, you guys are getting in front of the, 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 the assassination attempt here. We can't let you do that. All right. Because things just happen organically. You cannot contain human nature. You can't hide this. And I think that, so last night we're left with only two options. They either learn that and they're like, oh, bleep. Or they knew that and they put him out there uh, to be exposed on purpose. I don't think there's a middle option. It's just one of those two. Yeah. And um, uh, I totally agree with you. Um, and I, I, I would like to believe uh, maybe I'm not black pill as black pilled as I should, but I would like to believe that it is they, this is all intentional and there is someone calling the shots. But they also stop have- and think about what you just said. What you think about where we are, <laughs> what you just said. All right. I mean, and there's a lot of people. I, I, Black pill is now hoping 
Yeah. <laughs> We've been reduced black pillars hoping the deep state really does have its thumb on the scale here, right? And yeah. we're not just yeah. randomly doing, doing stuff. That's what it means now to have hope. Man, I really hope that these sh- this shadow elite group really is in charge right now. But right. that's where we are after it what really you saw is. last night. It, re- it really is. And then uh, to just to the, the, the chef's kiss of all of this is to have the White House uh, spokespeople go out and make statements like tonight Joe Biden showed strength to America and he showed he proved that report wrong and it's just like bro do you think that you are actually fooling anybody they they once um, actually more than once put the president in front of a facade and that that they pretended was a real uh, of setting in order for him to get a shot that doesn't work that they then told everybody to go and get because it's 100% effective in the stop and uh, 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 the slowing of the spread of COVID-19. So never underestimate the level of gaslighting here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I don't say this a lot. You've gotten to know me pretty well over the last few years, you know. Um, for the first time since March 16th, 2020, and and... And and before that, I probably got to go back to nine eleven. I'm I'm actually afraid for our country yeah. after what I saw yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I share that fear, and um, I appreciate your uh, your friendship over the years. Um, I think we, uh, you know, I I would never share the the contents of our text messages, but we are a little black pilled. Uh, <laughs> in our text messages and it's nice to share that with someone uh to know that i'm not crazy (laughs) on my own so steve i know it's friday i'm sure you got things to do i appreciate you joining me anytime you bet good to see you take care talk soon okay so now that we're all depressed hey there's more bad news on the way just kidding kind of i don't know there really is maybe We'll get to it. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Craftco. Uh, so after you've tried, you know, all the big brand names of booze, you realize what's missing. The personal touch. Small batch spirits are the only way to enjoy the finest libations the USA has to offer. Trust me, I know because I drink. Discover premium American-made spirits from Coppercraft Distillery. They have award-winning black label straight bourbon whiskey. It's crafted along Michigan's manufacturing coast where, of course, industrious auto manufacturers, they've got furniture makers, farmers, and entrepreneurs have crafted and created quality goods and exported their handiwork across the nation. These craftspeople have given us a really rich heritage, proving that craft and time yield incredible results. The same is true for incredible whiskey. Our distillers artfully source and blend the finest ingredients to create premium small batch whiskeys with rich, smooth flavor. You can follow this distillery online as well to discover, uh, you know, how to enjoy some of your old favorites with a wide selection of these tried and true recipes featuring they've got Coppercraft vodka, rum, gin and bourbon. Or you can crack open a Coppercraft canned cocktail for an instant mixed drink to enjoy. And you don't have to be bartender. You don't have to mess it up. You can buy online, ship to your door at coppercraftdistillery.com promo code sarah that is coppercraftdistillery.com promo code sarah
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Joining me now, Alex Stein, host of Prime Time with Alex Stein, right here on Blaze TV. Look, look, look. I just, we're, we've been totally blackpilled on the show the entire time so far. Yeah. I had to go through all of Joe Biden's blunders. And I just talked to Steve Dace, who he and I are like very cynical mm-hmm. about the way things are headed. So I thought it might be nice to get to get you on to maybe, I don't know. No, I'm only going to make it worse. No, it's going to get worse. I'm so happy to be on this big set. Look at these beautiful white mics. Yes, Look thank at you. this. Yes, yes. Wow, yeah. we're just moving on up in the world. We're fancy pants. You're made in voyage on the show. You don't have to rent space from Glenn anymore. You have your own little arena. It's I know, place. I know, I know. Yeah, so um, let's talk about, I mean, look, I love you. You're one of my best of friends, yes. but I only brought you on today to talk about your biological stepfather is that what he is that's what we're saying now for legal reasons stepfather because i don't want to uh you know his his great son buckley uh he gets a lot of hate people think he's mean and then he gets mixed up for me and they think he's going to city councils doing crazy stuff so out of respect to the carlson family we'll just say he's my biological stepfather so of course tucker carlson sat down uh in moscow with vladimir putin and i want to play um a little bit this is look it was what is it over two hours? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be honest, I scrubbed through a lot of it yep. because it, there, it was not uh, entertaining in a lot of parts, very boring in a lot of parts. I will say this. If you want to know the history, the geopolitical history of Russia, like every moment of it, definitely watch it. You will learn all of the history, um, geo, the geopolitics of Russia. Well, the only good part of the whole entire interview is when uh, Putin said, I know you tried to join the CIA and you didn't make it, you know, saying maybe because they're a serious organization where he's kind of trolling him. I'm sure you've already talked about it, but that was the only clip from the whole entire interview that I was like, this is really awesome. Or is it true? Because if the CIA came to me and said, Alex, you know, let me hire you or they recruited you. I mean, I think you would at least let them recruit you a little bit. So was Tucker recruited <laughs> by the CIA? I don't know. It makes you antennas go up. It, it, was, it was. I was like, is he asking? This is very a very pointed thing to say. Um, so there was also a moment where um, they were talking about Tucker asked him who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And I want to play that exchange. Watch. Who blew up Nord Stream? <laughs> you for sure. I was busy that day. <laughs> Nate, it, do you have? Do you have <laughs> uh, I did not blow up Nord Stream. Thank you, though. You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi. Did you have evidence that NATO or the CIA did it? You know, I won't get into details, but people always say in such cases, look for someone who is interested. But in this case, we should not only look for someone who is interested, but also for someone who has capabilities. 
Because there may be many people interested, but not all of them are capable of sinking to the bottom of the Baltic Sea and carrying out this, this explosion. Voice reminds me of Borat. These two components should be connected. Who is interested and who is capable of doing it? But I'm confused. I mean, that's the biggest act of industrial terrorism ever. And it's the largest emission of CO2 in, in history. Okay, so if you had evidence, and presumably given your security services, your intel services, you would, that NATO, the US, CIA, the West did this, why wouldn't you present it and win a propaganda victory? In the war of propaganda, it is very difficult to defeat the United States because the United States controls all the world's media and many European media. The ultimate beneficiary of the biggest European media are American financial institutions. Don't you know that? So it is possible to get involved in this work but it is cost prohibitive, so to speak. We can simply shine the spotlight on our sources of information and we will not achieve results. It is clear to the whole world what happened and even American analysts talk about it directly. So, two things can be true, right? He, you can say Vladimir Putin is a bad man. Yes. But also, when he's right, he's right. Mm-hmm. And he is right on a lot. Yes. Talking about the uh, propaganda mill that America has become, talking about the fall of the West and that we have weak people who have created, you know, uh, all sorts of problems. And it's just it's interesting because Tucker has gotten so much pushback on doing this interview. But I'm like, wait, hold on. So you guys want to be involved in a proxy war with Russia and nobody nobody talks to the actual source. Nobody nobody goes to the big guy over there and says like, why don't we just talk? Let's talk about things. We just want to be prepared to throw billions of dollars to this war and not even talk to them. No, it's ridiculous that we don't actually hear <clears throat> from the horse's mouth Vladimir Putin. And listen, you know, he is jailed and killed and thrown people off buildings. That's for sure, you know, has happened. But He's also a Christian. He also has conservative values. So he also... I don't know what kind of Christian throws people off. Ah, Russian Christianity is a little different. They do it a little different. My it's point, a little differently. My point is, yes, he has some bad stuff. He has some good stuff. But we should still hear what he has to say, even if he has the most repugnant views in the world. He is a world leader. Duh! And it huh. just doesn't make sense that we're trying to censor him or we don't hear this narrative. And then you see the White House literally came out before the interview and said, anything Vladimir Putin says is a lie. Obviously, not everything he said is a lie. So it just shows you that they're running defense because they want they don't want us to hear the other side of the argument yeah so so you mentioned that they said that tucker was a cia he's he was like kind of threw that in there you you did you did want to join the cia and then he started talking about when you notice when he said who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and he said you did yeah i know and then he said well you're cia and then he said well you did want to be in the cia didn't you and now i'm like i'm kind of shook because now i'm wondering if tucker is a psyop well, and Putin said something really smart. He's like, there's a lot of people that would want to do it, but who can do it? Right. Who has the means and the wherewithal? And the CIA or America definitely has those means. So, I mean, but why not just say it, Putin? Why not just say it was America, it was a false flag? Like all of this, you know, innuendo and rumor. I'm sick of that too. So I was really, Vladimir Putin, I was not that impressed by the whole entire, you know, interview. Okay, but were you at least impressed that he seems to be cognitively completely lucid, whereas our own president was like falling all over himself and could like, recalling conversations with dead people that he thinks he had 
recently and, you know, um, just like I'm watching the stark contrast between these two world leaders. Again, I feel like I have to I have to preface this every time I say it. I'm not saying I like Vladimir Putin, but what I'm saying is seems pretty competent comparatively. Well, even if you look at the stark contrast, I actually don't think Joe Biden is that dumb. I think he said that he was going to go to Mexico to build a wall in Gaza. Gaza. That's smart. He can just let the cartel bring in as many sex traffickers and drug trafficking, and then the cartel can pay for the wall in Gaza. And so maybe he's not lying. Maybe Mexico, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe Mexicans could fix the Israel-Palestine. If they, if they can't do it, then nobody can. So my point is, if you saw what Tucker Carlson said on the interview after, he said that he didn't think Putin was very smart. Mm. that he didn't, you know, articulate his points very well. And I tend to agree with Tucker. So, I mean, obviously, I think he's more cognitively aware than Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden's like a literal potato right now. I mean, seriously. (laughs) I call him a walking potato. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's just incoherent with his thoughts, with his public speeches. So for me... Yeah, Putin's probably, you know, sharper than him, but still Putin's not, you know, he kind of, I thought he was going to be all sharp and tell us all this truth and stuff. I was not super impressed by Putin. I was a little. Really? Well, I, 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 look, my bar is very low because we have a half, this is week, a, a weekend at Bernie's president. Mm-hmm. So my bar is very low. And I kept hearing reports that he was like very sick and near death and stuff where there, there were like rumors swirling not too long ago. And he had cancer that Putin. Yeah. And he was, yeah, and he, he was, was really not doing well. All the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I like, this doesn't seem like that to me so then it makes me think that that was just more american or ukrainian propaganda to probably make us think that so i don't know but um i i just need you to get to the bottom of whether or not your biological stepfather is a psyop no i don't think he is i think he did a great job if he was a psyop i think he would have kept his job on the number one you know having the number one cable rated show on fox news that's a great point I just think so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they fire him, so then he's like this independent journalist, but... You're the conspiracy theorist. I'm bringing you on to... No, and I, and I love it. I'm just saying, I, I think Tucker is very earnest in what he does, and I think, I agree. and I really think, and this is no knock on Tucker, I think he's more of like a TV showman than he is a political guy. Like, I mean, obviously he cares a lot about politics, but him losing the stage that he had at Fox News for speaking out against the narrative that they were trying to push on people is really, I mean, it's a travesty. You know, these journalists that are getting mad at CNN, that's a real journalist that's willing to speak out against a company that writes his checks. So doesn't get more integrity and having more integrity than that, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, Alex, hang around. Okay. You're going to, I need someone to bring some levity to this next topic um, because I'm, I may flip tables and <laughs> this table's heavy. I don't know. Well, don't I'm going to be mad. Okay. This is marble. This is a nice <laughs> table. We'll be right back. Well, this is the part of the program where I tell you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, I am not quite sure when you are going to not be able to see the rest of this, but it is most assuredly going to happen because our YouTube overlords don't like us talking about the evil, demonic uh, trans agenda. Mm. So a male daycare worker named Mark Childers, who now goes by the name Maria, was accused of molesting a baby during a diaper change and now reportedly will not likely face any jail time. 
Yes. Uh, so you see the lovely, the beautiful, the feminine Mark here. Let's see him in uniform at the daycare that he works at. Isn't that lovely? Wow. I think that's cosplaying as like Alice in Wonderland or something. But that is a sexy lady right there. And according to witness testimony, a coworker had asked Childers to assist with a diaper change. And this witness says that uh, as he was cleaning the baby's genitals, the coworker noticed that the baby began to show signs of distress. Mm. And the person worried that he was hurting the baby. And so I'll spare you the graphic details. But when confronted by police, he says, oh, it was taken out of context. He was arrested and charged with one count of first degree sexual abuse and three counts of first degree criminal abuse. But he hired a uh, trans activist as his lawyer. And that trans activist, this is uh, Madison Leach. And this Madison Leach persuaded the court to reduce Childers bond to just a $5,000 surety note so long as he had no contact with children or the daycare from which he was employed. And his gender designation, by the way, during his time in jail was changed to female and he was released last month. And then he entered a plea that dropped the three criminal abuse of a child uh, charges in exchange for the guilty plea that reduced it so that he doesn't serve any jail time. And if you don't pay your taxes, you go to jail for like 18 months. <laughs> also, also, I'm sorry. Also, if you're a straight white male, you go to jail for this. Yeah. Period. You go to jail for this if you are a straight person. But dress up, put some lipstick on some ugly ass man and call him a woman. And suddenly they don't have to abide by any of the same rules that you and I have to abide by. Well, there was a TikTok influencer. I'm forgetting their name. I didn't never even knew their name, but were they were were dating somebody and they molested the child and then they turned trans to try to get more of a lenient sentence. And so you saw this in New Jersey. There's a correctional facility where a man identified as a woman and got multiple female inmates pregnant. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we're only going to see more of this. We're only going to see more people use transgenderism or, you know, I don't know if they can use homosexuality as a crutch, but you can say you're trans. I don't think so anymore. No, not anymore. But I think you can say you're trans and <laughs> you get a lot of leeway. I mean, literally, a guy gets to go be in the female prison. Sign me up. I'll go to the female prison for a month or two. Why not? I'll be the belle of the ball. I don't think that's how Orange that is the New Black was my favorite show when it came out for about one season. It was a good show. I want to live that. Y you being belle of the ball at a women's prison, I don't think it's how that's going to play out. I would have the only wiener, so I would be the belle of the ball. That's <laughs> how that works. Bell. Yeah, well, whatever, you. belle. I don't know what the proper terminology is, but I would be the rooster in the hen house. There you there go. go. Yes. Yeah, you definitely would be rooster that. In the hen house. And, I, and look, I get, I get it, but I just... I have seen so much. I have seen these drag queens dress up as women and somehow yeah. it's OK for them to sexually, you know, dance in front of these children uh, to provocative, very graphic songs. And they get a pass. They get a pass all the time. And let me cut you off real quick. And, and I, I'm saying you and I, and I'm not trying to toot our own horns, but Sarah and I went to a lot of we went to a lot of events where they were doing drag queen story time for children, and a lot of these drag brunches literally targeted two children. I mean, yes. on the flyer, it'd be like yes. kid friendly. You're like, what? This is a little too far. And now, are you seeing less of that? I know it's still happening. I know that your organization just shared a tweet where it's happening, but I feel like it's happening maybe a little less. Do you think that we did have an effect? On oh, I think we most certainly have an effect yeah. on it. Um, and by the way, thank you. But go go to my social media and check out the action alert that we have. Make the phone call. Let them know. Uh, leave a leave a bad review on yeah. their social media pages. That is how we're going to pressure these people, and it has worked. But my point is. From the get-go, we all know if these people, like if he's identifying as the man that he is and admitting that he has a d which makes him a man, like 
he's brought up on serious charges and he spends jail time and he has to register as a sex offender. Now he's not even going to have to register as a sex offender. You put a straight white male in front of children dancing provocatively to super graphic songs like that guy is getting bare minimum investigated by police. But like from the start. And that guy deserves, you know, to be under the jail for violating yes. a baby. Yes. Come me a break. But they don't care about babies. Like we know this with abortion, with right. late term abortion. Literally, like they, they treat it like a baby, like it's a, a puppy or something, you know? I mean, yeah. they, like it doesn't have a memory of it. I don't know why we treat babies like that when obviously we should treat them with the most respect because they're the most vulnerable. I mean, it's just, it's, it's freaking sick. And these, huh, maybe is that these people are mentally ill. That's <laughs> part of Well, it. we're definitely not on YouTube now. All right, we got to take a, another quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, Alex, watch this video of Kamala Harris from today and tell me that this woman is not drunk or on drugs. I'm pointing to the direction of what I believe is the capital. <laughs> what? <laughs> and what needs to happen in terms of people who otherwise have evidenced themselves being having a feckless quality to show some courage to reject the false notion that suggests you either obey the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's what? guns away. When in fact it's just reasonable. Is this AI or is this real? It's reasonable to say we need an assault weapons ban. It's reasonable to say we need universal background checks. That there's that we no need way. Flag laws. It's reasonable to say that if you want to deal with violence in the community, you also got to understand. Look how she's blinking. It's like she just had dental work. She's she's. Shooting. I mean, I, that's I can't understand or articulate what she's trying to say. And it's about everyday gun violence. It, she's like she has to be on something. I think she, you know, she's losing all of her staffers. She can't keep any African-American staffers. I think she's probably on. And this is alleged. This is supposed to, I don't know. This you said I think. I think she's on. She's on anti-anxiety drugs or something. She, she's, or maybe antidepressants. She's on something. Just as a reminder, if Joe Biden gets removed. She's going to be there. That's your president, she guys. She is. I think, she, I think they're going to do that. Watch. I said it here. I said it for years. I wouldn't be surprised if she spends a month in the White House. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.